What up, what up? Welcome back to the There's More podcast. This is your host, Hannah Nitz, uh, talking about the best thing on the planet, uh, experiencing more in your relationship with God. I was a Christian my whole life, did the whole thing, the church, the small group, the Bible study, working for ministry, loved God, wanted to serve him with my whole life. And I just kind of thought that I had all there was. I didn't know that there was more in my relationship with God for me. Not like I learned something so I I better know how to share the gospel or I go through this class so that I can disciple people better. But like for me, between me and God, that there's this beautiful growing closeness and knowing and just awesomeness that I didn't know existed. So that's the more. That's what I talk about every week or whenever I post on the podcast. Uh, This week is weird. It's a little bit different. Uh, I'll be honest. So don't know if you know, but (laughs) the election in the United States of America is one week away. And as I was praying this week, God brought back to mind where I was four years ago. Essentially, completely messed up by last election. I mean, it did me in. Uh, To the point that I wanted nothing to do with God. So, that's pretty dramatic. Uh, So, friends, that was four years ago. And I just wanted to have this episode slightly reflective on what happened four years ago. Why it caused my whole world to crash down. And what the difference is now during the 2020 election versus four years ago. So the tone of this podcast sounds a little bit different because typically I have no notes in front of me (laughs) and no plan. And your girl just talks. Um, This time I actually wrote out this podcast like almost in blog form. You know, because when you're talking about church wounds and you're talking about politics I just kind of wanted to make sure that my words were like intentional and thought out. So the vibe's a little different, but the invitation is the same to enjoy and know the more of God. So apparently I'm talking about politics now. Who knows? All right. Actually, no, it's not really about politics. It happened because of politics, but you know, I only talk about God, right? <laughs> All right, here we go. The last election messed me up spiritually. That first Tuesday in November was followed by months of no church, a complete removal of Christian activity, and honestly, just an overall distrust of God. 2016's election messed me up. Four years ago, I was in the middle of answering or trying to answer This swirling question that I couldn't shake no matter where I went. Does God care about women? So I was working for a Christian author at the time who talked about sexuality and taught on it. And due to me being in that position, countless women in my life, in my church, just around my day to day, were coming out of the woodwork with wounds. They would hear what Um, ministry would talk about and then they'd come to me and they'd say I was abused I have an addiction Um, my brother sexually abused me 
growing up and the wounds are still there or my husband just had an affair and I can't recover and I was overwhelmed by these uh stories by these women by the pain and I didn't know where in the church to send these sweet women they were hurting um they wanted to talk to someone in church leadership who wasn't a man about this pain and the struggle in sexuality and no matter where I went I just felt like I couldn't get the church to hear me like it was like no one could hear what I was saying and the pain I was seeing in these sweet women what about the women I would ask through tears where do I send them where are churches who are caring who are hearing this pain, who are seeing this in our body, in our church. I felt (laughs) so frustrated. Like, I felt like I was running into walls. I felt like I was being patted on the head. I felt like I wasn't allowed the same access to do ministry or to fill a leadership role or just to have the church's ear um, as a woman. And this wasn't just focused on my local church. Working for this national ministry, I worked with women's ministry directors and churches and uh, volunteers and, and women from all across the U.S. And I heard the same pain every state I was in all across the country. Women sitting across from me in pain or women who were leading or helping other women saying, man, why don't our churches see that we need more women in leadership, more women who can minister to other women and who are struggling? And friends, I couldn't shake the question. Does the church care about women? The church as a whole, do they care about women? Slowly over time, leading up to 2016, it it led me to this question. Does God care about women? I thought this to myself daily. I wondered it with every interaction I had with a Christian, with a church. Do they care about women? And does God care about women and how women are treated? So in 2016, uh, close before voting day, I heard the audio that we all did. Grab them by the pussy. You can do anything. Instead of sadness over this flippant statement by a presidential candidate, I woke up the morning after the election and read this headline. Trump wins thanks to evangelical Christians. My heart at this point broke. And... My heartbreak wasn't an issue of Republican or Democrat. The Democratic Party didn't represent God either. My struggle wasn't because I had this firm belief that the other candidate was better. My pain wasn't the political issues that had Christians voting for Trump. Friends, this crack that happened in my foundation because of the 2016 election was be- was created because this I'll vote for him anyway decision of Christians across America 
I just, I feared I received my answer. This, this question I had been asking and struggling with for months and maybe a year, suddenly I come face to face with a reality that I felt, I felt like I got my answer. Does the church and Christians care about how women are treated? The election told me, well, not as much as other things. So no. So does God care about women? No. And does God care about me? I guess not. <clears throat> this was my takeaway. So yeah, the 2016 <laughs> election messed me up. When you've been struggling with something spiritually and you feel like a clear answer has just been given to you from a nationwide poll of Christians, it has a lasting impact. <laughs> um, but friends, the reason I share this story today and the reason I'm talking through this is not necessarily to lament this foundation cracking moment. It's not to make a political statement. Um, it's not even to talk about this upcoming election. But man, as I'm preparing for this election and seeing this election, God just reminded me of this this week, of this story four years ago. And the reason I share it is to tell you what was missing in that story and how different things are now spiritually and going into this election. Um, and the reason I share is I want to invite you in during your own foundation cracking moment. Sweet friend, I wish I could tell you that the pain and confusion from that moment just slowly melted away. Uh, but it didn't. The confusion I felt about God didn't go away. It actually got quite worse. Looking at people around me, how other Christians talked, at churches, it just cloaked me in even more doubt. A breakthrough came, but it didn't come through anything <laughs> to do with politics. It didn't come through church leadership or a great sermon or a book I recommend. It came from God. It came from God himself. So if you've been listening to me talk in any way on this podcast over the past year or have met up with me in, in the real world, you've heard me talk about what God did to my life in 2019, this getting to know him in this deeper, beautiful, life-changing, exhilarating way. But what I realized is another reason, another layer why this moment with God of getting to know him, of being invited into the more, was even more powerful than I've even talked about, was because of this crash in 2016. Friends, this year and this political season that masked me and just pummeled me with questions about if anyone who loved God actually cared about women and if the church really cared about women and if if believers cared how women were treated, man, this crash I experienced in 2016, I limped my way spiritually into 2018 when I had my son. 
and then in 2019 when I lost my job. Throughout these years, I would sing about God, but I would secretly wonder if he would love me more if I was a man. I'd go through Bible study. Man, and I would just, I would just be like, I know I don't agree with everything in here. And I really hope I don't run into a verse that talks about women. <laughs> like, the tension was there. And I just tried to ignore it. Like, I knew God was real. I knew he sent Jesus. I knew the Bible was true. I knew that he saved me and he, he loved me. But there was a distance between what I knew and what I felt. I knew God was real, so I thought ignoring my doubts or my questions was the solution. Like, I can't focus on those. I just focus on what I know is true. So then 2019 happens, and God changes my life. After years of this mounting confusion on who I was and who God was and what was important to God, And did he actually love me that much? God's move (laughs) was to take away all these other avenues that I was hearing about him so that I had to learn about God and who God was and what he cared about from God himself. I've talked about before on the podcast about using hand-me-downs. Essentially, instead of learning something from God We get a hand-me-down from what your pastor learned from God, what this author learned from God, what this podcast host learned from God. And pretty much my whole relationship with God was based off of what others said, like what the church said, what my pastor said, what Christian leaders decided, what the book said, what Christian voting polls said. Like, I went to godly people to learn about God. And I didn't see... A struggle with that until I hit some complex issues, until I hit some things where I felt disappointed by people's responses and confused. Like, I didn't know how to pursue God himself in these complex questions and get to know answers from him and about him directly. I just kept looking around, assuming that godly people alone were enough to teach me about God. And friends, this is why (laughs) in 2016, my foundation cracked. I understood who God was solely based on what others said. So when others disappointed me, God disappointed me. But then God invited me in. He invited me in to know him directly. And the best way I can describe this is like God putting on a pair of noise-canceling fancy headphones and taking me to this like quiet room and just removing every sound, every book, anything I'm looking at or hearing, any human thought, opinion. He removed the poles of evangelical Christians and what they said. He removed what the church said. He removed what my friends said. And instead, he invited me in to only hear what he said. 
it's kind of like instead of hearing about this guy from my friends, all of a sudden I was sitting on a date with him for the first time. And I leaned in and he said, Hannah, learn who I am. Hannah, hear what I say. Hannah, taste that I am good. Take me in. Learn about me. I want to reveal myself to you. Know me. Man, through getting to know God from God, y'all, my questions changed. My doubts melted. It was like my foundation was completely relayed and my spirit came alive. This is who God is. And this is what he invites us into. Friends, as I've talked about this, I've shared that I've been a Christian my whole life. But when God invited me in to know him more and experience him more, I was made new. These verses I had read about this new life he gives us and this being born again into this newness, I just assumed because I grew up in the church and didn't have this dramatic before and after story, I would never taste. But there's more. There's so much more. And now I have that before and after story because I have a before and after of this knowing him. And friend, dear Christian, you're invited too. There's more for you and your relationship with God, more to taste and more to enjoy. And as I was praying this week, God reminded me so vividly of this story from four years ago. How one election made me question literally everything I had been taught. And the reason I want to share it with you is it's possible that you may have a similar situation this year. The election is a week away. It's possible that this year's election may mess you up. How your Christian friends react to coronavirus may confuse you. Uh, the medical issue your kid is facing may grow doubt in your heart and plant these questions of does God really care and does he really see me? And does he really want what's best for me? That hurting thing that your church did may fill you with questions, may start to crack that foundation. But friends, the scary part is this confusion, doubt, questions about things around us are ultimately questions about God. Just as my question started as, does the church really care about women? And subtly, month by month, the question shifted to, does God care about me? These issues we're facing and questions we're struggling with have the possibility of leading us to a similar foundation cracking issue. I learned this one from Julie Slattery. She always says the questions you're struggling with are ultimately questions about God, even when they don't seem like it. And dear friends, this is why I share this wild story from an election. Man, I want to invite you to the source, to the creator of the world, to the creator of you, the one who sent his son 
not just because he had heaven in mind or he really wanted to deal with your sin, but to restore your relationship with God. He came to be known. He came to reveal himself. He came to be with us. He came to share it with us in a way like the closest relationship you've ever experienced here on earth. And that doesn't mean that life won't be confusing. Like it can still be confusing and this election can still be hard and your family's pain can still fill you with questions. But friends, when you taste of God directly, the foundation doesn't crack because you're learning from and talking to the one who sees it all. That's what we have access to. And man, that is what I was missing in 2016. The weird thing is this year, 2020, you know, kind of a wild year. <laughs> um, but I can promise you, fully guaranteed, that this election won't shake me. Nothing in the election, nothing leading up to it, no outcomes of it. And this isn't because I grew in confidence or I have all my questions answered or my interest in politics has, you know, become more or less. But it's because as I got to know God, my entire perspective shifted. The world became much less about me and much more about God. And when our eyes are actually fully focused, dead set on him, your foundation can't crack by what other people around you do. Now, friends, don't hear me saying that learning from other people or from the church is wrong. I mean, obviously, (laughs) your girl's got a podcast, so I'm obviously okay with you listening to other people about God. But I mean, God created us to be in a body. He calls us to be in fellowship with other believers. Uh, That gets messy. But by knowing God, we can discern how to live with the disappointments when people or institutions fail to represent the truth well. The foundation of knowing God is so strong that a disappointment from someone else can't shake it. And we can be encouraged by others, but not put our hope in them. The Christian life calls you and invites you to be alone with God. Then re-enter fellowship with a different perspective. Re-enter community with a fresh set of eyes. If you're missing that alone peace with God, that is when your foundation is most vulnerable to other people shaking it. So friend, maybe you hear this story and you're like, huh, okay, cool, moving on. But maybe you hear it and you can relate to this swirling question you can't shake. Or you can relate to a foundation crack. And I want you to know that that's okay. Like, I've actually come to believe that God uses these moments of our foundation cracking or of these swirling questions overtake us, overtaking us to invite us in to know him more and more with him. Like, I know the pain. I know the uncertainty. And man, friend, I want to pray about that with you 
Um, I want you to taste the freedom of not understanding God based off the changing waves around us, but going straight to the source. Oh, friend, you were created for life with God. I was created for life with God. Don't miss it. So if you feel your foundation cracking or that deep longing question that won't go away, I share this episode for you to hear hope and man, I would just love to chat with you more about that. So uh, head to my website and send me an email and we can talk about it more. Or if you just find yourself a little bit tossed by the political waves, you know that emotion when, or that feeling when you sign on to Facebook and all of a sudden your heart starts racing a little faster. <laughs> or you engage with a family member about something and walk away with some weird feelings about it. Friends, God can also introduce you to the same bomb pair of noise-canceling headphones and bring you back to this resetting and reorienting around him being the focus and not all the noise. This invitation is real, friend, and it is for you, dear Jesus follower. I remember right after the election, making this Facebook post, this very long post, essentially about why I didn't want to go back to church and why I was so distraught over the election and just confused about what Christians thought about women and just this whole thing I wrote out in this post. And I remember getting a phone call from one of my pastors, Joe Caruso, uh, right after that, which just uh, meant so much to me at the time. I was just saying he was sorry and he heard me and... Man, I just keep thinking back to how chaotic that was and how much pain I was in. And I look to now and just this overwhelming love and joy that I experience from God each day. And man, that just gets me amped. Like, it's just another layer of the beauty of the gospel of like, in my pain, in my question, in my swirling thoughts and uncertainty, God meeting me and giving me everything I need. Like undeserved, steadfast love that's uncomparable. It's just the best thing ever. And I'm just so, so thankful for God for this dramatic shift um, from last season to this season. And friends, I'm just hopeful that that is encouraging to you too. That as you look at this arc and this story... Um, that you feel an encouragement in who our God is and how he meets you and what he's inviting you into. And that's for you, friend. Like, he is pursuing you. Stop and look for it. Look for those moments. Look for things like this that you're listening to. Look for him just drawing you in and inviting you personally into more with him. Man, have you tasted it yet? <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? This just sweetness and this joy and delight of being with God and life with God. Friend, I don't know if you've heard it yet, but I want to tell you, there is more. <laughs>